Please can you keep your Bibles open uh, if you have a physical one in front of you. We'll be looking down at that uh, at various stages. I'd like, if I may, to tell you first of all about two occasions in my life when I was afraid. The first was when a, uh, a friend from a Muslim background became a Christian, started following Jesus, and his family had been kind of very angry and threatening to him, and he had to move to a new town. And then after a while, uh, I got a phone call uh, from a stranger to me who had heard that you know, I'd been involved in speaking the gospel to him. Uh, I was scared, and my reaction was to, to, to struggle to go to sleep and to uh, just to, to pray desperate, incomplete prayers. And then I was trying to plan, what would I say if they rang back again? What would I say? The second occasion was when uh, Emily and I were living in the Middle East and we were making plans to come back to the UK to live in Sheffield. And we needed a place to live. Emily was pregnant with Florence. Uh, I needed work. My first serious attempt at a job application had been turned down. And I was, I was worried, worried. Where were we going to live? What work was I going to do? Um, I was worried about what my family would say. And for a couple of months, I kept waking up at 2 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. My nights were totally destroyed, spent with prayers, broken up with sleep, uh, worried groanings, planning, trying to answer questions that I didn't really have an answer to. What if I don't get a job? Then what? I can't go back to sleep until I've answered that question. What am I going to do if I don't get a job? The thing that we fear often doesn't actually happen. Uh, but it hides, doesn't it, in the, in the shadows of our minds. It threatens to destroy us. It whispers, what if you can't? What if they say... And it, it hunts us at night, particularly, doesn't it? I struggle to sleep if I can hear a, tick, a ticking clock or if there's a dripping tap in the bathroom. I can't sleep. How am I supposed to sleep if, with this kind of fear whispering into my ears? Well, Psalm 46 gives us an answer to the voice of fear. Look with me, please, at verse 1. It begins, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. When we're afraid, we, we feel weak. We feel pathetic, hollow, powerless. And today, God says, let me be your refuge and your strength. My prayer is that today, all of us in our fears, 
would find that our fears grow small and that God grows large uh, in our sight today. We're going to do something uh, a little different now. Um, We're going to spend about three minutes thinking about some questions uh, that I've got up here. Perhaps you could turn uh, to those sitting near you, maybe in twos or threes or fours, um, and think about these. What do people fear? I mean, darkness, being ashamed, being poor or weak. What effect does this have on them? Sleepless nights, children just holding on to mummy and daddy's hand tightly. Where do people look for safety? If you'd rather just sit still and listen, that's absolutely totally fine. Um, And if you feel comfortable with sharing your answers about yourself, then that's wonderful. That's great. What makes you afraid? Uh, Do feel free to share about yourself. Let's just have about three minutes getting our heads into this today. If I can ask you to draw your conversations to a, to a close, there'll be plenty of time afterwards to continue where we left off.
all of us fear different things, don't we? And it's got, we've got to say that fears are not going to go away if our life situation changes. They'll just change and be something different. Please don't wish to have my life situation to escape your fears. Because if you lived my life, you might be afraid of criticism. You might be filled with fear of radical Islam or your children suffering in some way or failing to meet your responsibilities and having huge egg on your face or your car breaking down again. <laughs> Friends, we need, we need a shelter. We need a refuge that is bigger than my fears and your fears. And in this psalm, God gives us himself as a refuge and a strength. Let's read verses 1 to 3 again. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake, with their surging. That verse 2, that is just like some horrendous worst case scenario, isn't it? That's like a meteor, meteorite coming, hitting Spain, and then the tectonic plate being flipped upside down, and the UK ending in the Atlantic. Uh, imagine that literal scenario. Horrific. But How would we cope if our worst-case scenario actually happened? If our children, a child, got hit by a car? Uh, If those kids who had a thing against us found out where we lived and started hanging out at the end of the road? Even in our worst-case scenario, we won't be afraid... If God is our refuge and our strength. God describes himself as a refuge and a strength in two ways in this psalm. Uh, Firstly, God is a fortress city. God is a fortress city. Perhaps difficult to see up here. Uh, If you know the film Lord of the Rings, this is the city of Minas Tirith. And children, you might be able to see round here... Just a massive wall and turrets and towers with some trebuchet things that throw rocks at enemies. Um, God is like that. Let's look at verses 4 to 5. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. These verses talk about a fortress city. And it's called, in these verses, the city of God. It belongs to him. He lives within it. And because God is there, it will not fall. Yeah, the the mountains might fall into the heart of the seas... But this city will not fall, it says in verse 5. This city 
is a glorious, safe place to be. Friends, feel the amazing contrast between uh, the restful contrast between the mountains that are collapsing into the roaring seas in verse 2 and the calm of being in God's city with the, the river flowing and its gentle streams in verse 4 and the security of God being nearby, living in it among the people of the city. As verse 5 says, God is within her. She will not fall. I think this picture of a city in verses 4 and 5 is a metaphor. It's a picture. And I think the reality is not Zionist Jerusalem, nor, nor heaven in the future, but it's God himself now. Look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. It doesn't say political Zion is our refuge and strength. It says God is our refuge and strength. And then verse 7, which is repeated in verse 11, uh, those verses don't say heaven will be our fortress in the future. But the God of Jacob is our fortress. A word to my Christian brothers and sisters. When we first turned and prayed to God, we became one of his greatly loved people. And he became our God. He became our fortress. And he loves us and will be with us and for us and among us and in us. Even though the earth gives way, in verse 2, even though our worst nightmare might be actually unfolding in front of our very eyes, even then we will have a reason not to be afraid. Because he will be with us as a fortress city to rest in. Now, like a father training his child... Our Father in heaven may lead you to suffering and disappointment in this life. But he loves you and be, will be with you and for you and around you and in you. Nothing can ultimately get us. Because God is like that fortress city and we're inside it. There are millions of people who have taken refuge in this fortress city. Together, we are the church. And we are like the inhabitants of this fortress city. God dwells among us. And when we die, this unseen reality of God being that will be gloriously seen. And we will live together with God in the heavenly city without any fear. When our fears, I'm sorry to bring them back, because they come back quickly, don't they? When our fears threaten us, we want to run away to find a safe place, to run away to another life. What do we do? Perhaps we try and dig financial defences, or put up a wall of su successful projects on our CV. 
or build up connections with other people at school, maybe the popular kids, if we can get close to them, we'll be protected and safe. Stop. God is like this fortress city. Let's, in our hearts, run to God. Let's reflect, meditate on Psalm 46. We, as Allisons, had a friend called Jerv who died about four years ago. Uh, he's, his wife was Ruth and uh, he, had, um, he had some boys, three boys. Um, before he died, his wife Ruth wrote this in an email to various friends. We have been extremely well looked after here. We have everything we need. William, John and Samuel, Jerv's sons, have seen Jerv's deterioration but are not frightened by his condition. They love to come into the room and give him kisses. We are ready for God to take him home. But the timing is in his hands. It's a reminder to us all that we are not ultimately in control of anything. It is God, our creator, who sustains us. We praise God that he has graciously ordained good things for Jerv and for all of us who trust in him. God is a fortress city. God shows himself to be our strength in a second, slightly different way. God, secondly, is a victorious warrior. God is a victorious warrior. God is like him. Perhaps you remember the film. Now, if, if you're near him, you don't need to be afraid when people come to get you. Let's look at verses 6 to 10 again and see God in action as a victorious warrior. Let's just see what he does. Nations are in uproar, verse 6. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In verse 6 there, there is chaos. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. Some here might know firsthand something of what it's like, uh, how frightening it is when one nation fights against another nation with guns, with economic policy, with loud threats from presidents. But perhaps most of us here are more likely to fear individuals who make a loud noise against us in some way. Well, when the warrior God lifts his voice, the earth melts with fear. 
The psalm then invites us to see what this warrior God does in the world. In verse 8, he brings desolations. He brings destruction. And look at the violent words telling us what our warrior God does. He continually makes wars cease. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields. Today, we switch on the tellings, don't we? And we see nations fighting and surging to try and get on top. And God is continually destroying their tanks. God is continually undermining their economic policy. He sinks, he's working to sink the warships, to terminate their hopes of supremacy. So friends, don't be afraid. Look at the rebuke our victorious warrior God gives in verse 10 to lion-like nations who are prowling around with empire-building plans, trying to put themselves on top. He says, be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted, lifted up among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So, can you remember back at the Tower of Babel in the Bible? God thwarted the empire-building plans of the people. And that is what he does today. Kids, tomorrow... In the playground, there may be some bully boys who are sort of toughing it around. There may be some catty girls who are raging and puffing themselves up and trying to put other people down in the playground at school. Don't be afraid. God rebukes them when he says in verse 10, stop fighting to get on top. Only I will be on top. And if you challenge me, sooner or later, I will bring you down. God is a victorious warrior. And when he's with us, we don't need to fear powerful people. Henry, perhaps you can remember this. When when you were at nursery, there there was a child in Henry's nursery whose father was a professional cage fighter. (laughs) <laughs> you don't meet these people very often uh, but I, I remember this this man he was a huge man and you just think this child has no problem walking down the street in the dark at night with his father beside him well God is a victorious warrior and if he is with us then we are on the winning side and we don't need to be afraid of people who might be against us who do you fear? Maybe it's a, a, a faceless group of people. Uh, maybe the loud young people who hang around in Reading Town Centre on Friday nights. Maybe it's the, um, the loud activists who are trying to make laws to get Christians out of work. Maybe it's powerful governments who have informers here in the UK. Well, Psalm 46 reassures us that these people will not hold on to their power forever. God will make their little kingdoms fall and he alone will be exalted among the nations.
Perhaps we fear particular people whose names we know and whose faces we can picture. We can picture the face of that man who bullied or abused us. And the memory is real. Or that lady at work who seems to enjoy making things hard for us. Or that boy on his bike who hangs around outside co-op. Psalm 46 assures us that these individuals will not hold on to the power that they want. God will bring them down. And God alone will be exalted in all the earth. When we're afraid, let's go with our fears to be by the side of this warrior God. Sometimes when we're afraid of people... We'll try and pull them down with our own words. We'll try and talk badly about them with our friends. Maybe get more people on our side. And we'll want our side to be stronger, to get better, to be proved right. Well, in a way that's just continuing the fighting, isn't it? And God rebukes us in verse 10 when he says... Be still. Stop fighting. Know that God alone will be exalted. God is a victorious warrior. And that that is a comfort to us in 2023. Uh, There is Russia and Ukraine. There's China and Hong Kong and the Philippines and Taiwan. There's conflicts in the Sudan. And now the Hamas atrocities and the civilians caught up in Israel's indiscriminate response. Some of us might want to kind of, I don't know, take the gloves off and back one side with our activism and our fiery language on Instagram. Who are we trying to lift up in that moment? Sure, sure, there is a place for speaking up for those who have no voice. But we'd do well to stop, drop our weapons, drop our keyboards, and stop playing the vigilante. Hear what our warrior God says to all social media warriors. And it might be just how we respond to people in our emails. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I'm going to have another couple of minutes, uh, if we may, thinking through these three questions. Uh, Again, perhaps with the same twos, threes, fours. Uh, Let's have two or three minutes uh, thinking about these things. Maybe I'll read them out. Which image of God comforts you in your fears? Fortress city or victorious warrior? Can you remember an occasion when God gave you peace in a fearful situation? What truth brought comfort in that situation? Two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Thank you, friends. Do, I want to encourage you, do pick up those conversations after we've closed. Three days after Jesus died on the cross, God raised him to life, raised him from the dead, and gave him a new sort of life, an immortal, invincible life. And then after 40 days... God raised him bodily up, 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 through the clouds, uh, up to heaven. And that is where he is now, sat on God's throne. So Jesus is this God who is now, in 2023, exalted above the nations. He is exalted above every individual. And when Jesus returns to the world... He will be exalted by everyone, everyone at school, everyone who is intimidating. Verse verse 10 is wonderful, but verse 10 can be seen today as well in the church. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You see, today among us, as a church family here in Tilehurst, people from different nations are at peace with, un- with each other. As we all recognise that Jesus is Lord of us all. In our church family, we get, we get a little taste together, don't we, of this wonderful peace. When we are humble and meek and gentle with each other, when the fear of people trampling on us is removed in our church family because we all recognise that Jesus alone is exalted 
he is worthy of being at the top. So Jesus is this victorious warrior. Uh, He is with us by his spirit. He is exalted among us. And what has happened to him will happen to us as well. We too will be exalted and lifted high above those people who are against Christians today. But this victorious warrior, the Lord Jesus, he was threatened and he was attacked and he was hurt and he was crucified. So today, as we follow him, we should expect the same treatment if we are walking the road of our victorious warrior. But the wonderful thing is, I don't know if you've seen this, when, when we read the Gospels, I don't get any hint that Jesus was, a fear, was fearful. I see courage. I see bravery. I see Jesus living fearfully as he spoke with people who wanted him dead. I see Jesus confident that the Psalms spoke of him. Jesus knew that he personally would be exalted above the nations, above those who were against him. So I think the life of Jesus shows us what it is like, what it looks like to be under threat, to be trampled on by wicked people and still not be afraid. Because we know that God is our fortress, our strength. He is our fortress city. He is our victorious warrior. So brothers and sisters, next time fear comes near, let's not chase after another life. Let's not fight to try and destroy the threat. But let's read Psalm 46 again and turn to God, who is our fortress city and our victorious warrior. Let's pray together. Lord, we have enough experience of life to know that there's plenty that uh, makes us afraid. And we really want to make progress in living like the Lord Jesus who faced his uh, threats, the threats, and yet was not afraid. Please prove yourself by the Holy Spirit to be this fortress city, this victorious warrior for us, to us. Help us to remind each other of you being this so that we would make progress and find comfort amidst our fears. Amen. Mm -hmm.